I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wood inside. Welcome to this week's edition of the MA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. Big day in America, and we have a very, very special guest this week. For you people that have been listening for a long, long time, we have Andrew Nixon. What is it, seven years? It's been a while. It's hard for me to remember, but it's good to be back. And, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. I have no idea who any of these fighters are, so I'm going to make up stuff. It should be good. Andrew, I, I made you uh, a welcome back present here because you like my map so much. That map uh, owns. I love it. El, pa- it's El Paso. <laughs> yes, yes. I am there. Hopefully for the long term. I love the desert. It rocks. <laughs> and it, se- it seems like everything's going really well in El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, Brad, how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm great. It's been uh, it's been fun to watch this chaos going down south of the border, and <laughs> yeah, this you, you know me, I'm pretty easy going. Yeah, um, America's doing great this week. We yep. look we look good. We look at democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some good names this week. Uh, Brad going with obese flailing turtle. Yep, I have yep. Chael beat Silva four zero because obviously the fifth round does not count. And then Andrew has motherfucker looks like a thumb. Yeah, that's that's me. That's me. It, it's the perfect distillation of 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 me. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we have some fights to cover last week. Um, I think I remember a good chunk of them. I definitely remember the the main event. Um, I think it was a pretty good card. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of finishes, some decent fights. But uh, as we've been doing lately, we'll start out with the main event. Just some thoughts there, as we had Uriah Hall defeating Anderson Silva by knockout in the fourth round. And what is probably seems like at least the last time we'll see Anderson Silva in uh, the UFC. And I actually thought he looked okay. I thought he, I thought he actually looked better than I thought he was, which low expectations, low bar. But I mean, he, he moved around okay. In the first couple rounds, he was throwing more strikes. So I thought it was better than I thought, but Hall just, you know, bigger, faster, younger, stronger at this point. Sean, what do you think? Sean's not here. Sean, God, I can't help myself. Andrew. Yeah, um, I, you know what? It's, it's, it's sad, and this happens so often, right? Where, like, uh, you know, one of the legends is leaving and then, like, just gets absolutely shit on by Dana immediately. And, like, whether you like Anderson or not or whether you're pissed off because a lot of his fights are kind of boring, you know, whatever. But, you know what? Anderson tried really friggin' hard in this fight. He really like in, and you know what? There are guys he can beat in that, in that division. There are still guys he can beat. He's not completely irrelevant. And if he decides to fight somewhere else, you know, maybe I'll go check it out. But, um, you know, it's kind of sad to see him get shit on a little bit like that. And, uh, instead of celebrating like any other normal sport, celebrating, <laughs> you know, somebody's great career where somebody accomplished a ton of stuff. Instead, we're like, nah, I should have never let that guy fight. And it's like, he, he was absolutely – he's washed, but, you know, eh, he's still got a little left in him if he really wants to fight. Jerry. Jerry's yes. here. We have a whole new MMA analysis this week. No no, Wes, yeah. no Sean. No I'm new Sean. For the election. I, 
You know what? If we're if we're gonna do this, I need to like shave my head on the broadcast. I need to be <laughs> in line with everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> we got all the so Jerry, I went with the the no pour, just this is the kind of week you just drink stuff just yeah. right out of there. <laughs> out of the bottle. I was doing that earlier. I got the uh Oh mine's mine's just four years better than yours. It's not a oh, big deal. It. I'm not trying that's to compare it. anything, but yeah. Yeah. Four years so, is the magic number these days. <laughs> <laughs> so uh fraudulent polls that's good we have a we have a theme a theme going on uh jerry you've been on you've been on a few you were on a show this year when i wasn't on i believe talking about our good friend uh bro hugs i was yeah. i was about our my atlanta actually we were talking about the nashville trip that time yes oh yeah there's there's yeah. a lot there's a lot to go with that guy so jerry uh yeah welcome to the show we're uh in the middle of talking about anderson uh, in his last fight, um, how yeah. he looked okay, and then Dana took a giant shit on his face after the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens. That's that's about right. Yeah, yeah. You Brad, know what? Anderson made one mistake in that fight. Um, as soon as he hurt Uriah Hall, and then Hall, Hall was like, "Oh shit, I'm I'm actually in danger of this fight." Um, then he knocked him out like almost immediately. Yeah. If he didn't do that, he probably could have coasted to a decision. Because yep. Hall, Hall didn't want to hurt him in there. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't. Anderson made him. Um, That's kind of and, part of the course, though, right? For yeah. these aging fighters is they look, oh, they look like themselves again, kind of. And then they're knocked out on the and there's yeah. There's dead. Yeah, because we've talked about in the show a lot where there's two kinds of, a bunch of different kinds of aging fighters. But, like, I think the main two are chin goes and activity goes. And the activity still actually se- it seemed up for Anderson uh, recently, at least a little bit. Uh, and then the chin, you know. We had to we had to keep it going, but Dana then takes a shit all over Uriah Hall. I would say ten times worse, and I think some of it's warranted. Yeah, that's a good one, Mar- Marley and uh, and Bro Hugs, best gamblers to ever do it. That is, and and the teeth, uh, the Greek, uh, he's he's another good one. But I, I think when you when you look at Uriah Hall, like he yes he did what he always does. He didn't throw strikes when he should. He wasn't aggressive enough. He didn't want to hurt people. But I mean. He won the fight and he he knocked out Anderson and Dana just takes giant shits on him. Yep. Like you would think he would even want to promote the guy that just knocked out Anderson. Even yeah. though he's like ancient, just maybe do something good for one of your fighters. No. Well, and even besides do something good for your fighter, like you have a main event with Anderson Silva, who, which I'm, I'm assuming did okay numbers. It's still Anderson Silva. And there's a big knockout. Why wouldn't you like, even for like a biz, from a business standpoint, want to promote your eye hall and be like, look at this kid's power. Look at this. Then you can promote him in the next event. Instead, Dana takes a giant shit all over him and said, he's the most gun shy fighter in the history of the UFC. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, that's enough about that. Anderson died yeah. for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson died for our sins. Yeah, I mean, fucking, fucking Dana. But yeah, if we go through the rest of the card, uh, pretty good card overall. I thought there were some exciting fights. Um, I thought there was some. Uh, I don't think there was any bad fights, though. I did not watch the uh, the Moises versus Green fight. I missed that one. Um, so I don't know if that was bad. I heard it was. Uh, but starting off the bantamweight division, we had Miles Johns defeating Kevin Natividad. By knockout, uh, third round, John's looked, John's looked good. I, I bet on the TV Dodd. I thought he would outstrike them, but apparently he just has terrible striking and he got soundly outstruck by a wrestler with bad striking. Yeah. Andrew? 
Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch uh, any of the prelims up until the Hernandez fight. So, so you made the yeah. good move. Good, good <laughs> Jeremy, did you uh, watch this prelim? I didn't watch it live. I did go back and watch them. And yeah, was, yeah, pretty much what you said. I mean, there's not really a lot to add to it. John still sucks. He's definitely not good. And I will. Uh, the only the only prediction I did get right is his wrestling does suck for a wrestler. So I can continue that. <laughs> Brad, what happened to your boy, Police Navidad? You made me bet him. You made me. You no, made you me your whipping boy. The birds are freaking out, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much I can do. I got ready in five minutes. <laughs> we, no, no, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Just, we traded okay. crickets for birds. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Oh, there, we have a comment from Wes. Jeremy and his elitist ass on the show. I'm out. <laughs> Wes can't be on the show, but uh, he can comment. We have not seen ass yet, though, so I don't know if his ass is yet on the show or is scheduled to show up. It's later in the show. Uh, right, who's right. Jeremy. Who's <laughs> Jeremy? Uh, Jerry. Jerry. We gotta be. We gotta be real here. Some right. Polish dude, I think. We also do have a request for the Atlanta bro hug story, so maybe at the end uh... we can probably definitely get in there. We can um, just that. throw it in instead of a breakdown for one of the fights. There you, there go. you go. There's. Yeah. I think there's a couple chick fights. So we can do that. All right, next up, light heavyweight. The real fights. <laughs> yeah. Light heavyweight division. Dustin Jacoby uh, knocked out Justin Ledette, uh with a bunch of leg kicks. And yeah. I think you know, me and Brad are, are very vocal about our ha- our hatred um, for for leg kicks in MMA, the calf kick, and everything else. But it's different when a real kickboxer puts some real power through it. And you know, his his hands look good, and he did what he had to. He did get caught by Ledette pretty cleanly early in that fight. So. I don't think I don't think Jacoby's anything special, but he got the win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we haven't seen a comment from Steve in a while, so yeah, uh, he's been MIA. That, that's a good one. Um, yeah, Jacoby is a good striker, and Justin Justin Ledet. Uh, I think I said I hadn't seen any of his losses in the UFC last week on the show, but I was still unimpressed with him, even by seeing his wins. And like, there you go. That's that's what happened. Yep, yep. Old Jacoby. All right. Um, catchweight. Jason. This was a bad. This was bad. Uh, Jason Witt defeated Cole Williams. Uh, arm triangle. Just just a couple bad fighters. One just less bad. Um, probably ten eight first round. But yeah, Witt. They, they found someone Jason Witt could beat in the UFC, and I think you have to applaud that. And then I love when a guy like Cole Williams misses weight. And comes in just super fat, like outrageously oh, yeah. fat. Like that's my that's my favorite thing. That's no, it? you you nailed it. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah, he, he was he was real fat, and he's bad he, at fighting. He was real. I, I love when I love when the fat guys miss weight though at lower <laughs> weight classes. Like when a guy that's like 155 pounds misses weight and then looks like he could make like 125. Did you see the uh, the contender series fight where there was like the five six guy that came in at one hundred and seventy four pounds? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was great. And like, uh, why? If you're gonna miss weight by that much and look like that, why even fight? Just medical withdraw at that point. Like, it can only do harm. He gets his ass kicked. He gets on the other side of a highlight reel knockout. Like, come on. All right. Um, Sean Strickland defeated Marshman. Uh, you know, this is a beatdown. Strickland looked good. Uh, I didn't bet this fight. I laid off because Strickland's been out for so long. And but Marshman's a he's a dumpster fire. He's just a big punching bag. And some people didn't like the commentary. I thought it was hilarious. Sean Strickland yelling at him during the fight and going, "Come on, Jack, 
Five more minutes. Four more minutes. Let's fight. Like I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, Actually, yeah, I, I did. I thought he was gonna go for a takedown at some point, maybe. But Marshman was literally no threat to him on the feet. Um, he looked good for uh, you know the twenty twenty Frank Mir. Yep. I forgot to add that I bet it by parlaying it with Bobby Green. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I bet on that. Hey, I, I had the, the super chalk parlay, which was Jacoby by TKO, all of the big favorites, except I had Bobby Green by decision instead of just like over two and a half or fight goes to decision. I had, had to put Bobby Green by decision in there. <laughs> Andrew, I saw the other day on Twitter that you biked 50 miles on your bike machine. Uh, yeah, that was yesterday. Uh, a lot of miles. Yeah, it took me a, almost three hours. So, um, yeah, it, yeah, holy shit, man, <laughs> my legs hurt today. <laughs> but um, yeah, I see. Uh, I see. Wes said something in the chat. He said Andrew finally makes it on, and I can't make it. I am planning. I have been invited by Lance, and I'm planning on showing up for the uh, Aljo Yan fight. So I'm super excited about that one, and hopefully you will be there, Wes. That's not for the title, is it? Yeah. They're actually giving Aljo a title shot? Oh. They are. Maybe not. You know, this election probably has uh, Dana pretty mad, so there's no telling what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, God. All right. Um, let's see. What we got next? Uh, Yanez defeated uh, Rodriguez. First round, head kick, blowout. I, I actually think Yanez looks pretty good. Uh, he seems like a pretty interesting prospect. I don't know if he's a world beat or anything, but, yeah, he's looked pretty good so far. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Um, he, yeah. The guy he fought on Contender Series was an absolute trash bag. Uh, this guy wasn't much better. Uh, the the Alaskan fisherman, I believe his nickname is, um, and he looked like it. He should probably go back on a boat for six months. His nickname is the Alaskan fisherman. It is now. <laughs> Uh, lightweight division, Alexander Hernandez defeated, uh, Grootsmacher, KO, first round. This was what everyone thought it was. Hernandez is good. Grootsmacher is bad. First round finish. Andrew, yeah. you can talk about it now. You, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, what, the fight was like one, like a mm-hmm. minute and a half or something like yeah. that. So, um, there isn't, really isn't anything to, to talk about. The reason why I saw it is because I was like, I, the reason why I watched that fight in particular and started there was because I've always thought Hernandez is, has been getting better and um, and that he's always had a, a decent amount of talent. So uh, it was nice to see him fight someone who I thought was very overmatched. It's fun. Fun stuff. I don't remember who it was, but someone said they reminded him of Mark Wahlberg from the movie Fear. And I couldn't – that is like – I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea who it was. I think that was um, our buddy Dan Tom said that. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. That was like – the most perfect thing. I was like, Oh my God. Like that is, if you guys haven't seen the movie fear, just look up a picture of him in that. And just how he holds himself and everything else. I thought that was like the absolute perfect description for Hernandez. Yeah. This was a physical and skill mismatch. Um, yeah. For some reason, I thought that Hernandez would need to, to take him down because of, uh, Grootsmacher's pressure, uh, and he would just work him over on the ground, but it didn't even get close to that point. No. And, you know, sometimes when you're, like, a young prospect and you lose a couple fights, you know, have a little bit of a bad streak or, you know, you need to get up, you got you to gotta have these kind of fights. You got to put them in there versus, like, a trash can. Have them knock it out, look good, and then, then move on from there. So I thought this was smart by the UFC to book this. 
Not a lot I, of dudes have a knockout over Benil Darius. So, yep. That was, I mean, that was, he came on the scene like a bat out of hell. He, I think it was like a short notice fight. It was like a couple week fight, short notice fight. Um, <laughs> fucking Wes, short notice fight. And he just, he knocked Darius dead. Yes, Wes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah that been, was probably the, the worst thing that could have happened to him for his career is knocking Darius out like yeah. that. Cause then, then he got a little too big for his britches. Yep. Yep, for sure. Yeah, Wes, it's been it's been tougher. I was watching with Helena before uh, this started, and it's like we have breaking news. We have more votes coming in, and then the guy's like writing the votes, and it's like three hundred and twenty-seven. I'm like, <laughs> like he's, we're literally adding. <laughs> Can it just of be votes. over? <laughs> it's like three twenty-seven versus nine eighty-six. Like looking good, Biden. I'm like, oh my god. Like where are we? Oh, it's so rad. There was like a, I was there's I guess like a Trump put some kind of. Um, like number you can call and like a hotline to be able to report voter fraud. So I've been watching all these videos of people prank calling and like some lady like stretch a phone call out for like five minutes before she said that a truck pulled up that said Ligma on the side of it and then uh, delivered a whole bunch of ballots before like the guy was like, okay, okay, I get it and hung up on her. <laughs> so a bunch of that stuff going on right now. It's very funny. Uh, so great. So I've actually what a time to be alive with, uh, with Hernandez before, so I was pretty happy to see him finally pull out a good win. I've always thought he was really good too. He's in San. He trains out of San Antonio, so I've actually been down to that gym numerous times. He's a fucking beast. I've been to the gym where he just literally rolled with every single person, one after another, just destroying everyone. <laughs> well, he's one of those guys that like he looks the part, like body wise, like he just looks like that guy. Um, and he's a guy that's been troubled with being gun shy at, at certain times and not throw like we saw with the Tornado fight and some other fights where he can get a little bit gun shy. But like when he turns up the pressure, like he is good and his wrestling is not that bad. His top control is pretty good. And he's got decent hands too. Like he's, he can be a complete fighter. And I think he's, I don't even think he's 30 yet, is he? No. I mean, what Brad said pretty much nailed it. He just, that win was a bad, bad win for him, actually. You know, it just, it led to him going way too far, way too fast, pretty much, I think. Yep. And then Her- oh, Hernandez is 28. Just- 28, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I think what hurt him too, like he got that cowboy fight, you know, and I think he just got caught, you know, looking at a star in front of him. And then, like that, that, that kind of fight actually, I think, has kept cowboy along a lot longer. Cause I don't, th- I think if he loses to Hernandez there, like cowboy's probably not fighting in the UFC right now, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, either way, good, good result. And Grootsmacher is one of the worst fighters, um, talent-wise, I would say, on the entire roster. I, I don't even think you can say that anymore. He's like well, pre-COVID, he's like a, a third. <laughs> yeah, he's like a third quartile fighter on the roster at this point. He's a D plus. Shout out, pull, pull one out for my homie. <laughs> you should go back and like that tweet, Lance. Come on. That's not fair. <laughs> what was the name that Bo said? The movie? <laughs> Something dramedy? What was it? Socioeconomic uh, dramedy. No, no, it was a slice of life buddy <laughs> dramedy. And then there was the socio socioeconomic drama. Oh, it's too much. Too much uh, for me. Good times. Yeah. Man, rest up. Get better. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we go to the lightweight division. Uh, Moises to beat Bobby Green. I, I missed this one. Um, I went. Tr- I was trick or treating. Actually, we timed our trick or treating perfectly. So, how our neighborhood did it is they just put everyone, everyone in the neighborhood, just put like individual wrapped bags at the end of their driveway, 
And then you just go to each house, grab the bag and go. So we were able to do like the whole neighborhood, not the whole thing, but like in like an hour, like 45 minutes really quick. So the only thing I missed was uh, the Bobby Green fight and then the Holland fight. And then I saw the replay of the Holland fight. So I missed nothing. So it worked out pretty good for me. You didn't miss the so, fight because you've seen this fight like a yes, hundred times. I was going to think about any Bobby Green fight you've yes. ever seen except for the ones during COVID. And it was yeah. that. It was exactly that. Yeah. Now, I was I was close to playing Moises just because I knew eventually the real Bobby Green would come out as and like it, this is probably the best guy Green's fought during this little run, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. Was it a good decision? Arrested for terrorism. I, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was perfectly legitimate. It was, it was like fair. if if. Green won the fight by decision. I would have won a lot of money, um, and he didn't. And I'm not complaining. Oh, absolutely. I had him. I told you I bet him, and he definitely lost. I mean, it was fine. Good to see, Andrew. How do you have it? Um, I, I love Bobby Green. I'm sorry. I know he gets a lot of hate. He's like he's not the most exciting fighter, but um, he has. It's kind of unfortunate because he's so. He's so quick. He's obviously very athletic, and he has a lot of skills. His his um, and he just wins really hilarious split decisions sometimes. Like the one where he beat Thompson, I was just like on the floor laughing that he won that fight. <laughs> it was just really really funny to me. So like he'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, even before I found out, you know what kind of guy Josh Thompson is, uh, <laughs> uh, I was still I still thought it was funny then. And he won one other one, didn't he? Like one other split decision that was like super funny or weird or something. But anyway, he's, all, he's yeah. He's all always in these, split, split decisions. Yeah, yeah. he he's been in like ten split decisions. They're all yeah. super weird. And then he had the split draw versus Lando because of I think what was it like it was an illegal knee or nut shot or something like that. And like he's always just in some weird. Shit, but you need Bobby Greens in the roster. People he still want to beat him. He should have. He should have beaten uh, Lando, though, right? Like the first time, yeah. Like that's yeah. I mean, that's. But it, it was know. Bobby Green showed up. Like he's yes, really great yes. at talking shit during the fight, as if he's like beating the guy's ass. So. Yeah, that's yes. why he's so funny, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Green's favorite thing to do is get hit in the face and go. Yeah, mm, that didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's getting completely outpointed and just getting like jabbed to death because that didn't hurt though. I'm good. <laughs> he thinks if you get punched and it doesn't hurt, like it does not score as you're not throwing back. So um shout out Bobby Green. Um and then funny enough, uh so I saw like so Kevin Bob, everyone was talking about Green's crazy win streak, and I believe Kevin Holland got his fourth win during the COVID era, right? Mm-hmm. So good on Kevin Holland. Way more fun anyway. Um, I only saw the end. It looks like he just tried to break his neck. Is that what happened before that? Uh, he took him down and just was all over him. Like, you know, he, he treated him like a plate of Charlie Antojitos. Fair. Fair. That was, a, yeah. I had never heard of Charlie uh, Antonitos or Antevitos or, but he looked like someone who was going to lose. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, when you – it's one of those fights where you see the guys face off each other, at each other and you're just like, I already know who's going to win like this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's over. And um, Holland, I, I wanted, really wanted that Mike Perry fight. Uh, he kept talking about it. But Perry's fighting – who's he fighting that? I just announced it. He was fighting uh, Lawler, right? And then Lawler pulled out. Is that yeah. how it went? Yeah, yeah they I just thought, announced I thought he was fighting uh, Bubba in the prison yard. He's That's not, later. Not, not going to prison. Hopefully. No. Hopefully. He, he was uh, – oh, Tim Means. 
Mm. That works. They announced that fight? Yeah, Tim Means uh, Tim Means versus Perry. It's at UFC 255, which I believe is the Yan card, right? I sure. can't see Tim Means. Anyway. Yeah, I think so. I, I, no, I, I don't look past this week. Yeah, I want Mike Perry to fight old veterans who won't try to take him down because it's going to be just funny knockouts. Yeah, that's what I want. I know, that. I know Perry's a terrible person and everything with him, but. I love me some Mike Perry in the cage. I just love it. I love everything about it. You got to forget about it as soon as he walks out, but that dude rocks in the cage. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to you got to forget a little bit like you got to remember that like probably what like 90% of MMA dudes are probably just absolutely intolerable to be around. Yeah. And just be like, "You know what? I'm just going to enjoy the fights. These guys suck, but whatever. That's their personal problem. That's their the people in their orbit, their spouses, whatever. Let them handle that shit." I if mean, every single like, one of us loved watching Tyson knock dudes yeah. out left and right. I yeah. mean, Tyson, Mayweather, McGregor, yeah. like, all the greats. Like Mr. <laughs> Thumb here greats. said, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty much all combat sports fighters, like 90% of them. If you're it's not like it's just combat sports either. Like, yeah, No, you're right. It, a lot yeah, of professional, like, there's a disproportionate amount in combat sports, but <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of professional athletes yeah. are yeah. like yeah, and then you get some good ones like Tito Ortiz, who's now uh, a left-handed official. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we, hey, I, I demand a recount. Right? I demand it. He's doing a trying to get a recount of California. Yeah, it looks like well, he's maybe he's going to invite only one by four million fifty thousand instead yeah. of four million one hundred thousand. But are those legal or illegal votes? I don't know where California's at during this. I got to figure it out. But yeah, Tito, Tito, if you, if you come to MMA, like. People like some people always say like, oh, my kid looks up to you. Like when you're talking about NFL stars, NBA stars, <laughs> if your 10 year old kid is looking up to uh, to Mike Perry, I think you got some problems in the home. <laughs> like you should not be looking up. I know there's some good MMA fighters. There's some guys that, yeah, sure. Maybe a role model, a Dustin Poirier, whatever. But I don't want my kid looking up to the best, nicest MMA fighter of all time. I don't want yeah. my kid's role model to be a cage fighter. I remember I when not. all the girls were like uh, looking up to Ronda Rousey. Even my daughter yeah. was like, "Should I really like Ronda Rousey?" And I'm like, "No, no, you shouldn't." <laughs> it's crazy. That yeah. is parenting right there. Yeah, not not good, not good at all. All right, um, so we covered Holland. Greg Hardy defeated Maurice Green TKO. Um, Speaking of scumbags, yeah. anyway. what are you talking about? He's a role model. He's a, he's a two sports star. I mean, NFL all pro pro and you're working to weigh a heavyweight contender. And a lot of people like Maurice Green here. And I think sometimes you people break down fights a little too simply. They're like, Hardy's not good on the ground. Green is good on the ground. Tito is cute. <laughs> uh, so like when you look at that, like green, it's like, he's good in the ground. Hardy doesn't always do in the ground. That has nothing to do with skinny little Maurice Green being able to take him down and uh, and submit him. And Hardy's just a he's just a big dude. He's a big dude. He punches pretty hard, and it seems like he's getting a little better on the feet, like technical wise. Um, and his striking's not bad. And I saw someone say like, "Yeah, but can he?" Uh, I don't know if Hardy's ready to compete with the ranked fighters at heavyweight. And I'm like. <laughs> Rank fighters. fighters at heavyweight, like I think Augustus Sakai's top eight. <laughs> like, oh, let's go to let's go to the heavyweight. Let's go to the heavyweight yeah, ranking. We're gonna point. Point. So, and honestly, like even on the ground, he looked absolutely fine in that fight. Like yeah. he's athletic enough that he can scramble, yeah. and like Maurice Green is apparently 
supposed to have a good triangle and I've seen it before. Like I've yep. seen him triangle dudes and he wasn't even close to doing anything to Hardy in that fight. Like yep. athleticism and a little bit of knowledge can take you a long way as a heavyweight fighter. So saying he can't compete with the heavyweight, the ranked heavyweight fighters, the 15th ranked fighter is Marcin Tabera. What yep. do you think that line is? Minus 300? <laughs> Uh, for Hardy, the, the tenth ranked fighter is Alexi Olenek. Yeah, Hardy would probably be minus four hundred versus Olenek, and not kidding because oh, like same thing. It's a more screen fight. I mean, yeah, he's a little more dangerous with his subs, but how the hell was Olenek, that little old man, gonna drag the dude who originally missed weight at two sixty six? And there's he, and Hardy's not like a fat guy. He's just a big dude. Like yeah. Hardy, Hardy could easily Hardy would kill that. If they booked that fight, everyone would be like, oh, my God, why do you hate Olenek? So don't say you can't, like, beat heavy, like, ranked fighters. It's heavyweight. Come on. He, he would be a big favorite against any fighter outside of the top seven. So JDS is seventh. That's a close fight. That's that a might be fight. a good fight, yeah. That <laughs> might actually be a good one. And I think that's more on the state of JDS than Hardy. But, like, when you look at this top, like, hell, my boy. The Black Beast. Now, he would beat Hardy because Hardy's not top five. As we know, that's the rule. But tell, like, is it not inconceivable that Hardy could beat Derek Lewis? He's so big and athletic, he could keep the fight standing, and Lewis is pretty slow. Like, that is not out of the realm of possibility. Um, <laughs> I've seen crazier things. Yeah. I mean, I know it's been said a lot. This is not coming from me at all. But, like, heavyweight, these big dudes, they the really super athletic dudes, um, they have so many options other than MMA to go into, you know, to make lots and lots of money. So when one of those guys gets into MMA, they don't have to be that skilled to dominate, to do yeah, really it, well. It's I mean, not like this is his first career choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got kicked out of the NFL for beating up chicks. So what a better place than to beat Let's up dudes beat. in a cage. <laughs> I mean, Derek Lewis is a is an example of a guy who's just insanely strong, and that's just his, how he gets up when he gets taken down. He's yeah. like, I'm just gonna yeah. just I'm gonna just, stand. I'm just gonna get up. He doesn't know how to get up. He just gets up. Yeah. yeah, and there's there's always guys like that, and like in wrestling too. Like there was the guys who were just like like strong because like a lot of wrestling like escapes if you're on bottom is it's not like yes you can stand up and just clear the hands, but like when you look at like switches and there's a lot of technical stuff like with wrestling to get up and some guys are just strong and just literally just stand up and break their hands as they got up. And strength is the ultimate, you know, the ultimate equalizer in combat sports. Jeremy has the yeah. look of a sex cult leader tonight. You literally. Yeah. I can't put that on the stream. That's no, not allowed. Not allowed. We'll get banned. I mean, as long as everyone's having to have sex with me, then I'm all for it. <laughs> that's, that's the sex cult, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just the heavyweight division in, in cage fighting is never going to be the creme de la creme of athletes. It's just never going to happen. No. no. It's really I mean, funny, though, and it's too bad that um, that Hardy – well, no, 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 it's, I'll, I'll rephrase. It's really good that Hardy did not officially miss weight because that's such a hilarious thing to have happen that I hope <laughs> it doesn't happen to have so, somebody like that. It's going to happen to a really, like, insanely fat dude, but that that <laughs> that, 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 um, that era of, of UFC is probably over, so I don't have my hopes up. I, that's actually the only bet I won was Hardy Inside the Distance was the only <laughs> bet I won on this card. <laughs> that's great. All right, next fight, which I tried to make Munich. No, you didn't. Brad. Yes, that was number one choice. No. It was that, and then the second choice was Holland inside the distance before he fought the guy I'd never heard of. 
That's you, right. you said you said no, but Bryce Mitchell, um, big dummy, good fighter. Um, what round did Feely win? The the one that Bryce Mitchell doesn't remember because he got concussed in it. Was there a close round? Yes. Was it two? The, the second round. He, yeah. When he got hit by like the oh, flying knee and backed up and stuff, and then he was like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, did I get I, hit by a flying knee in that fight?" Oh, it was. Oh, it was opposite. Yeah, that was all. Feely definitely won the round. I had it twenty on twenty. I'm thinking something else. Yeah. How did yeah. that was the one that he got completely outstruck and everyone, he couldn't get him down except for the last like minute. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember now. Mitchell looked good though. I mean, he he looked good. This was he his did. biggest step up in competition. Um, everyone was like talking about how uh, Feely's wrestling is is pretty good and Mitchell's wrestling is not that great. This dude just finds a way. He finds a way to get the fight to the ground. And when he gets on the ground, he he gets control and he does damage constantly. He wasn't as aggressive with with subs or anything this time. I think it's probably because he's fighting a better guy. And you know, you see a lot of guys where they submit everyone and then they get to a certain level and it kind of changes to a little more control. Um, hell, Damian Maya, same thing, right? Uh, there's only one guy who who can sub everyone he fights, and that is Charles Dubronx Oliveira. It uh, doesn't matter the level. He's going for subs all day. Uh, but, yeah, Bryce Mitchell looked good. And then he had a really weird press conference about masks afterwards. <laughs> yes, he was a weird guy. <laughs> he, like, he was, like, describing, like, a sad story, but it was just, like, he was like, I'm at the playground, and I'm seeing these kids running around, and they got masks on so they can't breathe fresh air. Like, bro. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised he didn't find a way to work in drilling his nuts into the conversation somehow. <laughs> I was wearing a mask, and it, it was in the car, and it blew up in my eyes so I couldn't see, and then I drilled a hole in my mask. <laughs> Damn it, masks. Who's next for him? Like, that's a pretty good win. That win is a pretty good win. Uh, let's one see. of his better wins. Let's... Is he ranked I mean... yet? He's ranked, right? Yeah, he's uh, towards the end. Yeah, he's um, he moved up to 14th from that one. Yeah, you know well, who's 15th? Is Edson Barbosa. How is he ranked only 15th? That's really? that's I have weird. No idea. Why is Ryan Hall ranked? Is he even the UFC still? And isn't what? he like super anti-Semitic? Probably. Probably. Ryan Hall is. <laughs> is he <laughs> legitimately in the UFC? He's not, is he? He's ranked 13th in the UFC, and Barbosa's 15th. Oh, I hope he's not anti-Semitic because, like, his yeah. fighting style was so hilarious that it's like must must watch. And it's like, so he's the only he's he's a reason why I would turn on the prelims and watch all of them, just because oh, yeah. it's so silly. It's just so goofy, so so hilarious that he should have lost to Gray Maynard. <laughs> all right, so I found it. Um, it was in September, and they were asking him about cancel culture. And then he responded, oh, I even, yeah. even Hitler did some really good things, <laughs> like exterminated the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> Direct so, quote. Did he add that last part or just the first part? No, 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 no that... the first, I added it for him because that's what yeah. he was thinking. That was, it, that was up here for him. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's ranked. He's anti-Semitic. He hasn't fought in years. I don't understand. <laughs> like, why does... Like, how, like they, well, UFC wants to keep him on the roster or whatever, but, like, I don't understand why a guy like that is on the roster. That doesn't make any sense to me. I legitimately thought he wasn't in the UFC anymore. He has – so he's been in the UFC since 2015, and he has fought four times. Once in 2015, once in 2016, did not fight in 17, once in 2018, once in 2019. He beat – Literally the most hilarious list of fighters you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. He beat Aaron Elkins, BJ Penn, 
Gray Maynard, and Artem Loboff, and that awards him the 13th. <laughs> That's so MMA. Oh, my God. Well, so, I've, le- I've learned something new about him, and I have to say, you know what? This guy's super boring, and every time I see him on the prelims, I just skip him. Yeah, I'm just not down with this guy anymore. <laughs> no longer friends with him. So, in terms of who he fights, I think he fights someone right around him in rankings. Uh, Sean, Ryan uh, Shane, well, that would be actually a super interesting fight, but it would worry me that Ryan Hall would submit him, and I just do not need to see that. <laughs> then Ryan Hall moves up to number twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I mean, if you look, maybe it's it's Shane Burgos, maybe a Dan Ige. I, yeah, I think yeah. either of those. I, w- I think the Ige fight would actually be be pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't mind that fight. One. Yeah, yeah. Which means um, he's gonna fight a guy I've never heard of making his debut next. Yeah, probably. And he's he's pretty popular right now. And people are talking about him, so I assume he's gonna go back down to the prelims, um, and then have maybe some random 125 pound uh, women's mm-hmm. flyweight fight uh, takes place. Yeah. Anyway, that's, all right. Let's uh, let's now move on. Let's go to yeah. this week's card, which I think there's uh, there's some good fights. I, I believe. I know the main event is fucking tremendous. Yeah. Oh, it's real bad. Holy shit. I didn't realize yeah, it's real it's bad. Not a good um, the Heinish Allen fight, tremendous. Uh, but the rest, not, not too good. But let's, uh, let's jump right in there. Um, if, if we don't know the fighters on this card, um, I know, uh, Jerry definitely doesn't know some. I know, uh, is no fun. I know I counted, I know, I don't know only six of them, which I think is, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right in. Bantamweight division, Gustavo Lopez versus Anthony Burchak, making his return to the UFC for really no reason. Um, <laughs> but let's do it. Jerry, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I was gonna go to Atlanta for work and I posted it on Twitter. <laughs> And then, boom, bro hugs blowing up my DMs uh, about meeting me in Atlanta. So that's all I got right now. We'll move on, and then I'll just a little piece, just a little Ooh. piece each. Uh, each. Fight, yeah. Yes. I don't know who bro hugs is. Yeah, you do. BFP Dan Levy, best fight pick. Oh, Daniel that Levy. guy. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I so I, I get out of out of my conference that I'm at, and he's like just sitting out front. I don't know how long he's been there. He's just sitting out front, <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting, and he picks me up and takes me to his house, which turns out to just be like the guest house of uh, his parents. <laughs> that's that's a good start to the story. Yeah, I, okay. I like it. Brad, stay tuned. Do you do you want to? <laughs> He can wait outside. He can wait outside for you in that circumstance because all he was doing the whole time is he was on Twitter giving <laughs> shout outs to fighters so he could get retweeted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the story gets better. Don't worry. Oh yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. That, there's a lot that goes with this. Do you want to pick a fighter here? Are you going to go Burchak? I, I have no. I I haven't seen anything of his. I think I saw one of his. I was talking fights. to Jeremy. Yes, Burchak for sure. You said <laughs> Brad. No, I, no, I, I said Brad. I said no. yes. Uh, you're, you're last, uh, Andrew, what do you have? Uh, I don't, I have no idea who this Gustavo Lopez guy is, but I have seen Burchak fight, even though I can't picture him in my head. So I'm going to pick Burchak because, you know, why not? That That's was fair. my reasoning too, Andrew. <laughs> that will probably also be my reasoning. Brad, you're up. <laughs> I mean, Burchak has a win over former UFC bantamweight title contender, Joe Soto. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You you can't beat that kind of pedigree when it comes to fighting in the UFC in 2020. Um, yep. 
yet. I don't know what he's been up to the last like four years or whatever, but I guess he wins because this Lopez guy is not good. I have no idea who he is. Lopez apparently has fought in the UFC. Yeah, he, he's um, one of those guys that he got taken down like seventeen times by the um, the boring Georgian, the the Georgian snooze machine, as we like to call him. Dvashevili. Yeah, that one. He is the worst. Um, yep. Yeah. So, so Burchak, after he got cut from the UFC, lost three straight fights, <laughs> and then he came back. And I assume I haven't looked at it. Fought maybe some of the worst fighters you can ever find ever. He beat all of them in the first round. And now he's earned his ticket back into the UFC. Um, I, I don't have much here. Uh, I'll take, I'll take Burchak. I like a, I like a good story. So we'll also go from there. Super short notice for him. Yes. So I'm not going to bet on this for sure. Next up, welterweight division, Max Griffin versus Ramiz Brahamaj. Jerry, that's, that's one of your boys, Ramiz. He's no idea one of your favorite fighters. <laughs> I'm gonna go Max Griffin. I mean, he did. He does have a win over Perry, so he does. Mike Perry. So that's that's it. That's my reasoning. Are you gonna he continue the story? Or do you want to keep doing this in pieces? No, I actually said something, so I had to. So <laughs> don't, don't worry. There's there's gonna be plenty more opportunities for me to. Uh, <laughs> the story. Andrew, are you a big Ramiz Braham fan? He looks like he's in pretty good shape from his uh, his picture. He is from yes. the Bronx, and he's Ooh. lost two of his last four on the regional circuit. <laughs> is he? Is he? A, would you say he's attractive, though? That's what I need uh, to know. Let me look. Um, not bad. I mean, he's okay. Okay, okay. D- I'm going to pick minus. Max Griffin anyway, because I because it was uh, the only fight I remember of his was the Perry fight. Like, uh, so um, yeah, I'll just go Max Griffin. Who cares? Whatever. And Max Max Griffin has a good nickname, Max Payne Griffin. So not yeah. too bad. So that that obviously gives him a slight edge in the fight. Uh, Brad Max Griffin, who's lost four of his last five fights, taking on a guy who just <laughs> lost two of his last four on the regional circuit. This is COVID. Everyone's begging to fight. <laughs> yeah, we can't find enough guys to fill these cards. We I can't. Mean, obviously, we're gonna need just... nineteen fight cards to get all these requests in. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, all right, here's, here's some classic wiki capping for you guys. So this Brahimaj guy, um, I, I was actually looking at betting him cause he was supposed, supposed to fight, uh, Sato, uh, a while back. And when that fight was about to come up, I was like, oh, he wins all of his fights by submission. All eight of his wins have been by submission. Uh, most of them are early on. But he's lost both of his fights that have gone to decision. Max Griffin has gone to decision in his last seven fights in the UFC. Uh, he's lost a bunch of them. He's lost like five of them. Most, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but at least sometimes he wins when it goes to decision. This other guy never wins when it's going to decision. And it's a Max Griffin fight, so it's going to decision. So he also he, has a lot of guillotines, this other guy. So he's probably going to be doing the jump guillotine thing a lot. Oh yeah. That, that sounds like a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'll, I'll take the UFC veteran Max Griffin to uh, squeak out. Like he beat Mike Perry without getting a takedown. So, you know, I feel like he can beat this guy. Fair. Um, Max Griffin has, 
quite the hilarious UFC career. So <laughs> after he gets the Perry win, he loses to Curtis Millinder, Tiago Alves, who were both, you know, obviously cut after. His only win in the last uh, two years is that Zaleem guy who is terrible. And I believe he just made a bunch of also anti-Semitic remarks. The anti-Semitism is big right now. <laughs> I, I huge think, in 2020. I mean, Very we got, popular. We got kind of 2.5 Jews on the podcast today with Jerry being yeah. honorary Jew. Yeah. Um, so we need, we, need like a Jew, we need like a Jew lives matter. I think at this point, a lot of hatred, <laughs> uh, hatred for the Jews recently, but yeah. So he, he, he beats that guy and then he loses to Alex Moreno and then he loses to Howboy. pretty bad. But for me is from what I can tell, not very good. Obviously not betting in this fight. I don't, I don't know too much. And Max, Max Griffin's a bag of shit. So I'll pick Max Griffin, but no bet here. All right, hilarious fight. We we got in the featherweight division. We got Darren Elkins versus Luis Eduardo Garagori. Jerry? No, no clue who this guy is. I got to go. <laughs> Elkins has lost, like, what, seven fights in a row now. But I, this seems like the fight to, like, hey, let's give Elkins one to win. Um, so got to go with him for that. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's my entire reasoning is I have no idea who the other guy is. This totally seems like a let's give Darren Elkins at least one win in his past five or six fights. So uh, that's it. That's what I'm doing. Andrew, do you think uh, I might actually Elkins... bet it too, even though that's done. Wow. I think it's like minus 225, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. that. I'm not Andrew, do, do you think Darren Elkins can get the rare five streak or five loss streak under his belt? Because that's rare I mean, in MMA. It's always possible. Um him, who was the guy he beat that he was supposed to lose to? And then he did like the scream. He got, yeah, that fight was rad as hell. And like, I can picture in my head that moment when he screamed and that was cool as hell. So I'm going to root for him. I have no idea like what shape he's in, but I'm looking at these four losses and I'm, uh, uh... one of them's to Ryan Hall, by the way. Yeah, one to Ryan Hall, but I mean, losing to Ricardo Lamas and Volkanovski, I mean, that's whatever. I mean, but like, so who knows where he's at, but I'll be rooting for him. Yeah, this is definitely the uh, easiest fight Elkins has had in, in some time. Elkins had that great run. He beat, you know, uh, Michael yeah. Johnson, Bermudez, Bektich, and then mm-hmm. then he, he got Volkanovski. It didn't, didn't go too well. Brad? Michael Johnson, too. Right? Uh, I was live for that uh, that Elkins-Bektich fight, and that was, that was pretty fucking nuts because uh, that came right after Luke Sanders was beating the shit out of Yuri Alcantara uh, and then decided to get knee barred in classic Lou Sanders fashion. Uh, so that was that was that was a fun card to be at until the main event um, because that was Woodley and Thompson and they suck. Uh, anyways, Jerry, I'm about to blow your mind because in his last ten fights, Darren Elkins six and four. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. wow. this has got a hot streak. Hot streak. Uh, and he's facing um, Eduardo Gary Gori. Uh, who yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, three of his last seven fights have come against guys with zero and zero records. So <laughs> this dude is just facing elite competition. Maybe I'll just uh, parlay Elkins with Griffin. Yeah. So <laughs> he's safe. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, I took. Uh, the over two and a half here was at like minus one forty five. 
Um, I, I took that, parlayed with something else. And yeah, I, I think Elkins probably gets a decision, um, but hard to trust him at this point. But he's tough enough to make it to a decision at least. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I'm saying they're giving Elkins a setup fight, uh, but I do like when they give veterans a chance. Uh, guys who have had decent careers, been up and down, and they, they're giving them a chance here, right? Like, <clears throat> we saw that with, with Weidman. We've seen it with a lot of guys. They did it with the end of Gray Maynard's career where he was able to pick a couple wins, and we talk about this a lot. They should do this more. Now, Elkins isn't some elite guy, so it's not a big deal, uh, but this guy is not good, um, and Elkins has to get takedowns to win fights. If he doesn't, if he's not able to get takedowns, he can't win fights. He can get takedowns on this guy. Can he stay on top and hold him down for three rounds? I don't know. Um, on the feet, he gets tagged a lot, but he can hit guys on the feet too. He, he doesn't have good striking, but he has enough to be, you know, set up his takedown. So I, I like Elkins here. I don't know if I'm going to bet him. I mean, minus 225 on Elkins, uh, right now seems risky, but also if I don't bet on like the first four fights, like, I'll be barely paying attention. I might fall asleep. There's a lot of danger in that. So uh, possibly might have Darren Elkins uh, in a bet here, but I guess we'll find out. All right, next up, heavyweight division, Alexander Romanov versus Marcos Rosario de Lima. Not a bad one here. Not a bad one. Yeah. Jerry? I haven't even looked at the fight. I'm not going to comment. I'll, I'll tell a little bit more of the story. So, so I, get to, I get to his house, you know, parents guest house and uh <laughs> and he's got a 2004 mac that he uses for all of this stuff he wants me to install um i think excel on it but it won't even run excel um <laughs> and every single every single surface like every i've never seen anything like it and i've i've lived with college dudes you know every surface was just filled with dirty dishes, like old dishes, but piled on top of one another. There couldn't have been anything in the cabinet at all. Uh, clearly coasters, clearly stolen from a bar is what he was using. Um, uh, he, he had bags of water, like <laughs> Ziploc bags, and it was dirty brown water in the Ziploc bag. Coffee table. I don't even know. I surreptitiously took some photos um, because I just couldn't believe it. Like a, a jar of Nutella just sitting out open, <laughs> like just completely open. Uh, bottles of wine with saran wraps, saran wrap on the top, uh, holding it on. And then I go to the bathroom and there's just like dirt and ash, like on the counters everywhere, like just dirt and ash. And I love the same, just loose dirt everywhere. <laughs> The I've ever seen. And he knew I was coming for days. Like, if you have someone for the first time in your house and you know they're coming ahead of time and you bring them in like this, I was like, I was being like, I thought I was murdered. I was like, I walked in, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And this is and definitely you, a murder house. And you were uh, texting us while you were there pictures yeah. of it. We, yeah. You were like, I'm in his house. And There's picture evidence of through. this. There's yeah, like, like there's like bags pictures. of water. Like we couldn't get over it. I'm like, what the fuck? Does someone have yeah. bags of dirty water out <laughs> sitting out? Like when he first sent it, there was like no like text with it, and we were like, what the fuck are those bags? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, Sean. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sean. Sean yeah. we get, we're gonna call. We're gonna call Andrew Sean at least ten times tonight. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. 
what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to process what you're telling me because I yeah. haven't heard this. So, so um, Ryan wrapped wine bottles like that. I don't even know how long they've been sitting. He offered me a glass of wine, and I was like, um, I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'm good. I'm God. good. You leave with a fucking tapeworm or something, man. And, <laughs> and from the pictures, it looked like there was like the ash of 5,000 cigarettes or bowls yeah. just everywhere in the it was like it was living in a ashtray filled with bags of dirty water around it. Yeah. <laughs> As like a moat. Yeah. <laughs> in like, that picture. If, if I wanted to sit this noticed. glass down, this is just a little <laughs> rocks glass. If I wanted to set this glass down on any flat surface, I would not have been able to. Like not without setting there was plates on top of plates. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to put it back, like, down and use a Doritos bag as uh, a coaster, then, hey, you're set. That's, like, that's a, it's literally, like, it reminds me of that, uh, what is it, the meme that just, like, the bitch you live like this, like, meme. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's, like, a living version of that. Man, that's that's rough. I don't care about this fight. I mean, the, I remember now, I don't, I said I only recognize a few fighters on this card, and I did not say this Delima guy, but I do remember him. I just didn't remember his name had Delima in it, because it says Marcos Rogerio, and that's it, on the uh, best fight odds. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, I don't know who that is. Maybe it's somebody new, but uh, he's terrible. So I guess he'll lose. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. And, and maybe next week, as the uh, do you guys remember that time that uh, Baby Dick Sean met that random guy in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, <laughs> and it was this guy on Twitter who used to always he used to like like make random comments. He used to listen to the show and everything. And Sean was going, I have no idea why to this day. Sean was like, I'm going to go to UFC Pittsburgh. Sean lives in North Carolina. He was like, I'm just going to go to UFC Pittsburgh. So he shows up at this guy's house and the guy at, at, I don't know, by himself. So just him and this dude, kind of like Jerry did. Um, and the guy was like, Hey, I'm kind of drunk. And Sean was like, okay. So Sean goes up into his house and apparently this dude had killed like an entire bottle of bourbon. Sean, Sean walks in there talking for a few minutes. He's like laying on the couch like this. He's got like his hand in his pants. And then Sean was, there was like time to go to the fight and they were supposed to go to the fight together. It's like three o'clock and the dude is literally blacked out, like unconscious on the couch. So Sean just gets up and leaves and never talks to him ever again. No, he took a picture of him. Oh, he took a picture of him. And then, and then every yeah. time the guy said anything on Twitter, he would just reply with that picture. And then he disappeared like right after that. We've never, we've never seen it. He was a weird dude. He used to always uh, like tweet out pictures of his dick and yeah, like weird stuff. Weird so I was like, yeah, I should probably go to this guy's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brad, Romanoff. Brad. <laughs> I actually have multiple bets on this fight uh, because when Romanov was minus 275 earlier in the week, uh, I just parlayed him with anything that I even remotely liked. Um, because there's a possibility that Delima can win this fight. Uh, and that possibility is he knocks him out with the first punch of the fight before Romanov gets his hands on him. And then by the time that they separate after that, Delima will have either quit um, and, and been submitted, or he will be gassed and not able to throw a punch. Uh, so if, if you want to bet on Delima, bet round one. It's his only hope. It's like plus 750 right now. Uh, you're getting a way better price than the money line. And other than that, he is going to get mauled and 
he likes to quit, uh, so I think he'll probably get submitted. But either way, he, he's going to get finished. Uh, this fight is not going all the way. Uh, and I've got Romanov parlayed with that Elkins over. And uh, with Allen, when his price wasn't as good, because I was dumb and took that early. Um, and I Ooh. think I have it with something else as well. Hey, Brett, take a, take a look at Rogerio De, Lima, Lima, uh, De Lima's uh, UFC career and tell me his best win. He's been in the UFC for six years. <laughs> I'm going to go Clint Hester. No, it's it's definitely <laughs> – it's definitely Igor Poker Jack. Come on. <laughs> his his wins in the UFC. Poker Jack, Clint Hester, Jeremy Kimball, Adam with and Ben Sassoli. That literally, I don't think you could grab a worse bunch of fellas. And Hester, I think, was going Hester was like a hundred and eighty five pounder going to two oh five, and that's when the Lima was at uh two oh five. So yes. it was basically a heavyweight fighting uh hundred eighty five pounder, and that might be his best win. And his loss, it's not like his losses are to good fighters either. No. It was 2015 Krylov, Antigulov, OSP, (laughs) sure, that's a fine loss. Like, OSP's good. And then 2019. And and 2019 (laughs) Struve. Not good. Not good. With with all that said, with how bad Delima is, uh, Romanov seems like a legit, like a a pretty decent, legit heavyweight fighter. Um, He has a good ground game, good ground and pound, decent subs. Uh, he, he's a big dude. Um, he's he's actually pretty good. Uh, and this is definitely another setup fight, just like his last one. So I think he's going to go in there and, and get him out of that. I think he's – and we've seen Delima every single time. If you get on top of Delima and you throw a single punch and it connects anywhere near his head, he completely tur- – he turtles up instantly. He, he either turtles up, and if that's not working, like the ref doesn't want to stop it, he'll just kind of go like this and get under there. (laughs) Like he has no interest in getting hit in the face Uh, at 205 at heavyweight. It doesn't matter what it is. This guy's uh, terrible. So very safe parlay piece here. It should be noted that this is the second time this fight was booked. Uh, And the last time it was booked, it was a pick. Even money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Too bad we didn't get that. So sad. All right. Next up, we have uh, Giga versus Jamie Simmons. I have no idea who that is. Jeremy? Yeah. So so we're sitting there smoking a bowl, and <laughs> and he tells me how he doesn't – he tells me how he posts his picks on, on Twitter, but he doesn't actually have an account at Five Dimes, but he just uses the Five Dimes odds <laughs> so it seems more believable. Like, he's telling me this, and I'm like – why is this guy admitting this to me? Like, cause it's a big part of his thing is to like, that he's better. And, uh, and so he tells me this. And then as, as we're smoking more, he tells me about the story about how he went to this gym and, and, and claimed that he fought MMA. And the, and the guy of course thought he was full of shit and like put him in a ring against this actual MMA fighter. And the dude just beat the piss out of him, like bloodied his nose and he left in like a shame. And I'm like, why are you telling a stranger that you just met on Twitter for the first time this shit? Like, this is crazy. And so then he's like, so you have to remember, too, at this point in time, he had been claiming on Twitter this entire time that he had been training since he was 17 years old. Yeah. And he's like 20 something at this time. So, you know, he's been training jujitsu for five, six straight years at this point, according to him, you know, so the guy's like, got to be purple belt, close to purple belt at least. And, and so then he's like, I have these mats. 
So he has, and, and I go look and, you know, the old school gym mats that fold up, you know? Uh, so he's got like two of those and he's like, we should definitely roll. Um, so I'm going to leave it there until next time. God. And if you didn't know, Jeremy actually is good at jujitsu. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, Andrew. Uh, I don't know who these people are, and I just want to not say much so we can get to the next part of the story. So, <laughs> that is, people are people are dying right now. Tim Tim is having the the best night of election week. Uh, Brad, what do you got here? Giga easy. Uh, it has to be yeah, right. Gotta it, be. It, it's got to be the Jigga man here. Um, I, I don't know who this other his his nickname or sorry his given name is James Krause. Simmons. Oh, the real James Krause. Yeah. So I don't know if that means anything, but he's going to lose his fucking fight. Yeah. yeah I the problem is that these odds are so like crazy though. Yeah. Like there's no, I can't bet any of the fights that I actually think I know what's going to happen. Yeah. What is he? Minus 650, something like that. Minus 750, 750 now. Wow. And you can't really <laughs> trust like a giga inside the distance. <laughs> I was going to say, if anything, you kind of have to go with giga by decision at plus 250 or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I don't know if this other guy gets stopped a lot. Uh, yeah, he's been stopped in the first round in both of his losses, so fuck that. Yeah, possible. Um, <laughs> I, I'm looking at this guy's um, picture on SureDog. Have you seen this one, Brad? Uh, no, I, I haven't. Is I think him? I'm going to bet him. Yeah? Is, <laughs> is he jacked? Um, he, he's jacked. Uh, he's got an afro. He's got an afro. Um, yeah. he's a, he's a jack dude from Milwaukee with an afro who Ooh. looks like he throws, he throws bombs. So I gotta look this up now. He's got, he's got a sub one. His nickname the is the Afro Samurai. Oh God. This is almost a must bet situation. What is this guy inside the distance? Afro Samurai definitely trumps Ninja, which yeah. is the Jigga Man's nickname when it should be the Jigga Man. Yeah, that, that was that was a clear miss. Yeah. What, what's my what's my favorite miss of the year? Cameron or else. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um uh, James Krause inside the distance is plus uh, seven eighty five plus eight hundred. What's round one? What is Simmons? Simmons round one plus fourteen fifty. That's the play. There you go. Well, you know his last That's fight though was, was in the world renowned caged aggression twenty eight unstoppable day one. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, day yeah. One. <laughs> that was like two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, that was yes, yes it was. <laughs> was the main event. Two fights before that, he was in inner strength MMA 18 as well. So, you know, he's got that self-belief. His self-belief is, <laughs> it's off the charts. If he was on the Contender Series, like a 7 out of 5. I believe, this guy that he's he just beat seems familiar. Shane Sean, West? Sean West. Why does that sound familiar? I have no idea. He probably oh, fought in Bellator at some point. He just fought in LFA. Uh, he's the one that threw that um, illegal oh, yeah. one got salmon. Yeah. Broke that dude's face in half. Yes. yes. Yes, that was one of the worst uh, disqualifications we've ever seen in our life. And then he paid the price by fighting the real James Krause. Interesting. That's a good win. That dude killed Boston Salmon. And then Afro Thunder, <laughs> that's the guy from the boxing game, remember? Yeah, um, 
he knocked out the guy who murdered a former UFC fighter. So what was that? Dreamcast? I think so. It was Dream yeah. was it Rum- Rumble or something? Something ready, ready, to, ready rumble? to rumble. Yeah. That was a great game. That was that was a tremendous game on Dreamcast. I was Afro Thunder every time. Um yeah, uh not betting uh Giga here, I don't believe. But man, I think you well, gotta look at gotta look at my dude here. Gotta look at my dude. All right, let's move on now. Middleweight division. Trevin Giles, Bevan Lewis, um, in what is could be a hilarious fight. <laughs> Jerry. So he pulls out the mats. So he actually pulls them out. <laughs> lays them out and uh i'm like all right well let's fucking let's do this whatever and so then we we start rolling and i'm just like landing triangle after triangle i'm like and i start like doing like the the most basic steps where i just grab his wrist and just push it into his chest and do a triangle like yes. like literally that's like the the day one triangle lesson where like you're, you're not even you even say i say to people you're never gonna get this on anyone like this, but, but this is the basics of a triangle. I'm landing those like so easy, and like this guy's been training for five years, nothing. And uh, and then he's like, "Why don't you show me uh, some of your setups?" And I was like, "Why don't you show me some of your setups?" Uh, and uh, of course, the, the, what he meant by training for the past five years was he started watching UFC five years ago. That is what he meant. I mean, th- at this point, by this point, the guy has already admitted to me about faking betting, about not even having a dimes account, but using their lines, about going to an MMA gym and pretending to be an MMA fight and getting his ass kicked. And, and then he's been pr- pretending on Twitter for the past two years to be a jujitsu guy, and he doesn't know any jujitsu at all. And he has these, these gym mats sitting in his house. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, at this point I was, I was pretty stunned by what's transpired. Like I go to this guy's house for the, for the first time ever, he meets some guy online and he's known for four days. He's going to have me over and there's not a clean surface in the entire house. He's, he's got ashes piled up around his chest. He has his trophies in the bathroom too, by the way, like in the bathroom, there's trophies. Yes. What trophies? Childhood trophies. A chess trophy and uh, <laughs> yes, some I didn't know that. I forgot. Did that. you pull out yes. the chess table? Yes. No. No. He didn't <laughs> mention the chess. He's been the grandmaster for five years. Um, <laughs> That's not a bit more embarrassing than me <laughs> yeah, to do yes. if you play chess. Yes. Food plates everywhere. There's not a dish in the house. Like bags of water. <laughs> I mean, God, could it get any crazier than this? Like, it's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh shit. Oh, shit. Andrew, anything on Bavon Lewis versus Trevin Giles? I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> Onward. Perfect, Brad. Um, yeah, Bevon Giles and Trevin Lewis are the greatest <laughs> uh, Duke University shooting guard tandem in recent history. <laughs> Shout-outs to our deceased uh, former host, Jay, for uh, – <laughs> Coming up with that one. Um, yeah. One of these guys, like Bivon Lewis, he looks all right at times in fights and then gasses out. Uh, but Trevin Giles gets submitted in the third round in all of his fights. So I, I feel like uh, Bivon Lewis gassing out in this fight isn't going to be a big deal. Uh, even though, as Wes just pointed out, the, the teeth is on Lewis. I still think somehow he's gonna win. Like it's it's weird. It's COVID times. 
the the teeth is is Yanni Corrales, and uh, the line started like this, and the wise guys steamed it up this way. Uh, and whether you 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 fade them or you follow them, I hope you cash them. Don't trash them, guys. God, it's so crazy that that's real. That's pretty that, is, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I actually leaned Lewis on this fight. I just feel like he's the no better. Way. I'm not. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna bet it. But especially when I saw the teeth, I actually had Lewis lit, written down on my list, uh, but had to remove him once uh, once Yanni got in there. Uh, I, I, I think Lewis is the better fighter. I think he's the more likely to finish the fight. I think he's going to be way better in the first round. Um, but he just finds a way to lose. He's just not very. Oh, Uber eats. Um, he's just, he's just not like Lewis finds a way to lose and like the yeah. Darren Stewart fight and all these and Giles isn't good, but he's not like the worst fighter of all time. No. This is just a tough fight to call. I think if he's any- been in there with some pretty good people yeah. too, I mean, he's yeah. got some, some experience in the cage. Giles just beat the fake James Krause. Yeah. So that's, that's good. I, I think, and I think sometimes I get distracted by muscles. Um, at times, that could be also why I'm I'm looking at Lewis here. But yeah, this is ultimately going to be a pass for me. All right, let's now move on to let's see, are we in the main card? Yep, main card. Uh, we've heard of, of one of these people, uh, Claudia Gadella versus Jan Janal. I think that was right, Jeremy. What do you think? Uh, probably not. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> I'm probably going to go Gadella just because she's a dog, and you know. I don't Hot. know who the other person is, really. Bang Bod, and Bod, yeah. too. Like yeah, Bang, bang and Bod. Bod. Yeah, that's Distracted by the muscles. Yeah, just got, looking, got it better. Looking good, those abs. Andrew? I don't know. It feels like a toss-up, and so I'll go with the dog money. Uh, I like Claudia a lot, uh, but I, I just I feel like she's kind of fallen off a cliff. Like, I don't know. She just seems, like, really slow. Every time I see her, I'm like, this is the the lady that was, like, giving uh, Ioana so many problems. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like she's probably just going to lose because it feels like her career is just kind of going meow. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. Brad? Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of sad that, uh, Claudia has turned into like a, a point boxer at this point in her career. Um, I, I know she moved up to like New Jersey and she's training with Mark Henry and that whole camp. Uh, and it, it just, it doesn't work for her because uh, her thing is that she is way stronger than anybody else at 115. She's actually a good wrestler. Uh, she's never really had the the cardio for to wrestle for three rounds, but if she wasn't able to completely dominate people, she could win the first two rounds and then sort of coast through the third. And I feel like if she had that game plan here, she would do that to, to, to Peter, Peter Jan China woman. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's going to turn into her trying to box and probably getting outpointed by this Chinese chick that apparently has fought in the UFC like five or six times. Um, obviously gone a decision every time. Uh, yeah, and she I've is never, a point fighter. I, I, I don't know. Don't know who she is, but uh, you know, just looking at stuff, it seems like she did well against Angela Hill in the third round. And we know, you know, how Claudia looked in the third round against Angela Hill. So that's a pretty good point of comparison, I think. So this um, Chinese lady, uh, 
Fury. That's her nickname. I'll just call her that. Um, she apparently has fought in the UFC five times. I have zero recollection of a single second of any of her fights. Now, I say this all the time in the podcast. I've definitely seen her fight five times. For sure. I watch the cards every weekend. Um, I watch all the fights. I have seen her fight five times. I have no idea who she is. I don't remember a second of her fights. I remember nothing. Um, Kwaja, yes, she has definitely been declining uh, over the last couple of years. But she's still finding, in most cases, a, a way to win fights. Uh, the Hill fight might not, might not have been the, the best decision, but really the only fight that Kwaja lost where she definitely should have won based on just her skill set and everything else is the answer off fight. Um, the other fights she lost, she probably should have lost. And I think she would normally lose those fights. And the line just keeps going up right now. It's plus 135. And I think at that, I think you have to take a shot at Gadella at that price plus 135. And I think we're going to see what she has been doing a little bit. I think she's going to be more effective though. I think she's going to be able to take this fight to the ground. Um, I think she's going to be able to lay on top of her and, you know, land a little punches her striking is not terrible. She can hang in the feet. She can push against the cage. I don't think it's going to be exciting. Um, but I think, I think Gadella can win a decision here. And I, I don't know what this, uh, Fury's, um, submission, uh, defense is like, but Gadella can still be dangerous. Uh, she can still finish fights. Uh, and I just think she's the better overall fighter. And we're getting plus 135 here. So that will be a play for me. Yeah, I know same. I don't bet, I don't bet on WMA very much. Uh, this next fight is probably my favorite fight on the card. I am a, a big Brendan Allen fan. Fucking love this kid. Middleweight division, Ian Heinish, Brendan Allen. This is a damn good fight. Jeremy? Yeah, it's all it is a damn good fight. I'm also a big Allen fan too, and I'm I'm probably laying some money on him as well. I'm not gonna Andrew. break it down, go on, but uh <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Um I, I vaguely remember both of these guys' names, and I think I can picture Ian Heinish, but Man, I have no idea. And you guys seem to have a lot of confidence in Allen, so I'm not going to root against you. That'd be kind of an asshole thing to do. So let's go, <laughs> let's go, Allen. Let's win some money for these guys. There you go. This is a pretty solid fighter too, though. But it's shout be a out, good fight. shout out, Ponderosa High School, Ian Heinis, Brad. <laughs> yeah. ball coach. Pondo, Pondo. I, I still don't have any gear from from Pondo, so I'm not <laughs> sure if it's allowed to be shipped across the border. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> Um, but we need to get some of that up here. Um, Andrew, when you're thinking of Ian Heinish, what you need to do is think of like CB Dalloway, but his face gets squished down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's Clarence. Ian Heinish. He's, he's got like, he smells the fart, uh, but his face isn't as long. I think I know who you're talking about. I think yeah. that's actually a pretty good description. I, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, and, anyways, I also quite like Brandon Allen in this fight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Heinish is probably like the better straight up wrestler, um, but he's also 32. He's starting to knock guys out every once in a while, so he's uh, falling in love with his striking a little bit. Even when he does wrestle, he ends up losing decisions to guys that have no cardio, like Omari Akhmedov, um, you know, who he only lost the third round to Chris Weidman, and, and Weidman's like the middleweight goat. Uh, so there's not much to take away from that. But, um, you know, he did it in 2020, like a couple months ago. Um, so that that's one thing. Uh, and Alan... 
I think people are a little bit lower on him after his performance against uh, Kyle Dukakis, one of the, Dukakis. the fame, one of the famed Dukakis, Dukakis brothers, uh, who we know have had a great 2020. Um, <laughs> you know, he, Dukakis ran for president in 2020, just like landslide all the way, uh, not even close. Um, that would be my prediction. Uh, the polls, you know, they might say different, but that's because they're fraudulent. Uh, you know uh but alan is good uh i think he's a better striker than heinish Uh, i think he's the better grappler once they actually get into any sort of grappling exchanges uh heinish heinish might get the initial takedown but i think alan is eventually going to win those scrambles and get on top better submissions better cardio uh i i see a lot of advantages for alan in this fight uh so uh, I, as I said earlier, I parlayed him with Romanov, but that was back when he was at like minus 150, and then it dropped to even money. Uh, even money. And, and I ended up betting a bunch more on Allen at even money. So is he the uh, consensus better than I? No, we only no. do that shit well, when, uh, when. Well, we all Sean picked him. Like uh, I'm, I know, uh, I know, Andrew have picked him just to not be rude, but yeah, yeah, well, yeah sure, consensus. That, that can be the consensus. I'm, definitely, I'm, I'm actually betting him. So. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the Wikipedia stuff here. My, my question to you guys is, is like, um, did Ian Heinish lose to insane Derek Brunson or tempered, calmer Derek Brunson? If it was insane Derek Brunson, then it would have gone to decision. So We all Fair bet enough. Brunson that fight. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I wasn't around, but I did. No. Well, the rest of us did. Uh, yeah, I, I like Brandon Allen. Um, he, he's done a lot of good shit for a 24-year-old. Um, yeah. he, he's still very, very young. Uh, and I do think the reason this line is close is because that third round in the Dukakis fight. Um, those first – if you remember, the, I think it was the first round in, the, in that fight was just an absolute beatdown uh, in the Allen fight. I mean, he just, he just brutalized this kid. And his, his submission game is extremely good. Uh, great submission game. He is a finisher. This is a guy, you know, who goes for the finish all the time. He's not going for positions, but I think his ground impound is pretty is pretty underrated as well. Like his submission game is good, but his ground impound is brutal. Heinish is not very good. Heinish he gets in bad positions. You can get on top of him. He's not the best for scrambles. He's not very fast uh, in those scrambles, and he's not very technical in those scrambles. So I do think we're going to see some scramble situations, and I think Allen ends up on top on those. And on top, it's just going to be a world of hurt for Heinish. I think Allen is too too vicious on top. I think he gets there often. And I think, you know, there's not many guys I would be confident in Allen on the feet. This happens to be one of them. Uh, so I think if this fight was to stay on the feet, I think I'd favor Allen there as well. Um, I never bet fights early, but I saw Allen minus 110, and I had to bet it early. Uh, I knew I was going to be betting on them. Plus, Tennessee started sports betting this weekend, so I have about $9 million <laughs> of free bets, uh, give or take. Um, so I, I went ahead and already bet uh, Brennan Allen here, and I, I really do like him in this fight. Um, well, I don't bet. I just pretend to. Uh, Allen, yeah. round two and round three, definitely in play in this one, too. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I definitely think he gets a finish here. Yeah. Um, all right, bantamweight division. Roundos. Roundos? How do you say Roni? Rice of Roni? Rayoni. 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 Let's call him Ray for the, for the show. Ray Barcellus versus Khalid Taha. Gary, I do not know who Taha is. If that I don't you. know, and I even barely know who Ray is. I mean, I just know him from beating Saeed recently. Um, I, 
Yeah, I have no idea. I'm, I don't. I'm, my story's over. Uh, I did not. My story's over, so I'm just gonna pass it. I'm not betting the fight. No, I get no idea who his opponent is. <laughs> Andrew, anything here? You know these fellas? Um, no, I don't know who these people are. But while we were talking about the last fight, I looked at the Wikipedia page, and I I didn't look at the odds before this, and I was like, well, there's it's clear who has the better resume, so this dude should win. It's obviously this Barcelos guy. Yep, Brad. What do you think? Uh, Ray's not yeah. bad. He's pretty good. Um, yeah, he is pretty good. He he lost once uh, a long time ago in a fight that he gassed out in back in like the RFA days before LFA was even a thing. Uh, before it was a little twinkle in Ed Soros's eye. Um, and he's been good after that. Uh, he used to be sort of more of a grappler. Um, and now his striking's a bit better. But he's still got takedowns. He's still got definitely a, a better ground game than, than Taha here. So uh, I see a lot of advantages for him in this fight. Um, just looking back through the record, I'm, I remember that uh, Taha got taken down like a million times by Nad Naramani, who is a British dude. So that's never good. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it seems like... Uh, Borcellos, if he gets uh, if he gets in trouble on the feet here, he can resort to his wrestling. And honestly, if he does that, it's probably going to be easier for him to win because he can probably get a sub. But uh, he he doesn't really pursue the wrestling unless he needs to. So probably decision. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's got advantages everywhere. Yeah, I like I like Borcellos here. I, I do agree. I think he has uh, advantages everywhere, but. I think he takes the path to least resistance, which is getting this fight to the ground, uh, putting a hurting on him and, and winning the fight. Um, his his jiu-jitsu is good. His ground and pound is pretty good. And I think that's all he's going to need here. So I do like Barcelos. I think it's a mismatch. I don't understand this uh, match, honestly. Um, Barcelos is already 4-0 in the UFC. He has a pretty some good wins. I mean, outside of the Nemergameta fight, he beat Chris Gutierrez, who's not terrible. Like, he's a he's a pretty okay fighter. So – um, it's, it's weird because Barcelos also isn't young. Uh, he's, he's already 33. So I don't like that they're stringing him along a little bit. I would have liked a better fight here, but hopefully comes out super impressive. And then we see what goes from there. It's All right. Like, it seems like a COVID match really just, you know, there's well, a lot it was those. supposed to be, um, Jack Shore, who you may actually know he's, as, yeah. uh, the other Welsh guy. Um, yes. who's, who's the other Welsh guy that also um, just like wrestles people all the time. The guy that just went to Bellator. No, no. He's still in the UFC. Who's the guy that just went to Bellator? That's the Welsh fighter. Um, Maybe he's not. Cor- Corey Anderson. Brett Johns. Brett Johns, yeah. He's in Bellator now. Is he? Yeah. Huh. Right? Well, that's that's dumb. I won a lot of money betting on Brett Johns. The fucking pikey. Yeah, yeah. he signs a multi-fight deal with Bellator. Wait, so Brett Johns is now in the UFC and Bellator at the same time? Yeah, he's he's got it made. There goes the super <laughs> fight. Yeah, because I remember I got a huge number on him for in uh, against Montel Jackson last fight, Ooh, which was hilarious. It, yeah, that was that was a good one. Uh, he's really good. I, I I didn't like when he left, and I don't know why you go to AAA when you're 28 years old, but you know whatever. All right, so but let's you, move from on. a betting perspective, though, that's just another fight that you can't really bet. You know, it's just another fight minus what minus three hundred, minus four hundred. Yeah, or something, it's like minus four hundred. Yeah. There's yeah. this is definitely it, it was like that last week too. Last week was very much a parlay card, and I think mo- almost all of them came through. Uh, it's been a lot of minus three hundred. So except yeah. Bobby Green, I did not. <laughs> I, I didn't. I luckily stayed away from that one. Um, yeah, I, I had the same. Man. 
I'm usually five or six bets a week. I was four and two the last two cards, and I think I played four parlays out of those <laughs> out of those fights. So, all right. Um, up. Oh, I'll announce the fight. Then I gotta get my battery. Uh, we Uh-oh. took too long. All right. Um, okay. Heavyweight division. Andre Olovsky. Jesus Christ. 2020 still going strong. Versus yeah. uh, Canadian pound for pound number four fighter Tanner Bozer. Jeremy, number two. Yeah, number yeah, this two. is just another another fight. You can't bet Arlovsky's gonna lose, and you like to say, "Oh, well, maybe Arlovsky's got you know some KO in him," but then you you look, and you know he's he's got no more KOs in him unless he's the one getting <laughs> KO'd. He's got, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> he's got plenty. He's got plenty of KOs where he's the one on the map. But yeah, yep. I just it's a it's another ridiculous fight. This is the co-main, right? Yes, co-main <laughs> yeah. event, COVID era. That should tell you a lot about the card. Yeah, that's it. Arlovsky loses. Can't bet it. Yeah. Um, for me, well, for me, like typically, like I like to root for the old guys, and I'm like, I like to see him stick around. I like to have multiple people who I recognize on a card, and so then I can care about it a little more. So for that, Arlovsky's got my attention. But on the other hand, the dude is boring. He's really, really boring to watch. And he looks a lot tougher and crazier than he actually is. And I kind of wish he would just like, he would, he would jam. And I don't usually feel that way about the older dudes. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he loses and just takes off because I'm tired of watching boring fights. I think he's going to lose for another decade without taking off. I know. He's won, he's won two of his last three. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so he really? The yes. state, the, it, it's kind of the same thing. He's still like an athletic heavyweight, and even at forty-one, he's still more athletic than almost everyone he fights. Fucking depressing, Brad. Yeah, I uh, I sent out a tweet after uh, the Hoser Bozer's last fight um, that said, "Remind me to bet this dude by decision next time he fights, and I'll finally get a good price on it." Uh, and Arlovsky hasn't been getting knocked out a lot. So, uh, you know, but he's got this perception that he gets knocked out all the time because he did. And I thought his career was over back in like 2010 uh, when, he was, <laughs> when he was getting knocked out constantly in strike force and we all feared yeah. for his health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he came back. Um, and he's then, been knocked out a few more times. Hasn't and he? then he got oh, knocked yeah. out a bunch of times in like 2016. But good guys. Like and we all thought guys. we all thought his career was over again at that point, point. Uh, and then he came back, and now he's been like four and four in his last fights since that knockout streak. Um, so you know he's been knocked out a million times, um, but has somehow been more durable lately. Um, all that is to say that Bozer by decision is only plus one sixty eight uh, right now. I, I was hoping to get a, a much bigger number on it, considering he's gotten knockouts in his last two fights. Um, but uh, I guess people realize that maybe those knockouts quite aren't quite as impressive as they seem. Uh, so I'm just going to end up passing this one. I thought you were about to say decision. you were going to bet Arlovsky by decision. No. No, this uh, I was going to. Ri- no, I was going to ridicule you. He's way too active to Bo- lose a decision to Arlovsky. Yeah. Bo- Bo- Bozer's the Bozer's the kind of guy that's going to make it interesting with Arlovsky, whether it's just him because he does. He's a heavyweight that moves forward. He throws a lot. Um, he's actually I I enjoy watching Bozer. Uh, yeah. He's pretty funny. He's got some sneaky power. Uh, he he can put guys out. Um, Arlovsky's had some of the best streaks in UFC history where. 
he he lost five straight fights, um, <laughs> had a chance at a six straight loss. Which is that? Is that would that be the record? Six straight UFC losses. That's and tough to get. Yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. so he say he saved his job by beating Junior Albini, um, and then oh, right after man. that he went that on another four fight losing after streak. that, right? So in a two year span he went or three years in he went in a, a five straight losing streak and then a four fight lose, losing streak. Still fighting though. Every time you think he's dead, like he lost four straight in a row, then he he uh, beats Ben Rothwell. And then, you know, he gets knocked out in like five seconds versus Rosenstreet. Like, okay, this is it. This year he's done. And then he beats Linz when he was like a three-to-one dog or something like that. Like, Arlovsky, man, that guy just – he keeps on coming. But I, yeah. I think he, he doesn't like winning two fights in a row. Um, he's only done that once since, what, 2015? Um, and he, he has turned in for, you know, what made Arlovsky so great was kind of like his aggressiveness and his power. And – Arlovsky is not that fighter. He's he's his goal is to survive and push a li- do do this much more than the guy he's fighting and hopefully cross your fingers and get a decision or a bad decision. Uh, you can't do that against Bozer. He's very aggressive. This is gonna be the one of the more aggressive fighters he's faced in a while. And I, I think Bozer absolutely destroys Arlovsky here. Uh, sorry, Brad. I actually do see a uh, a mercy stoppage in this one. I think he drops him, lands some ground and pound, and, and puts him out of there. So yeah, it's it's Bozer for me. But let's move on to the main event and. As bad as this card has been from a, a talent perspective outside of a few fights, this heavy, this uh, light heavyweight fight is, is as good as it gets for a fight night card, honestly. Um, call me crazy, but you know, I, I don't know when that Adesanya fight, if he is actually is going to fight Jan takes place, but this could, this could mean the end of Israeli Adesanya because the winner of this fight will be facing him. And we have the lightweight heavyweight division, Glover Teixeira, Tiago Santos. And I will say, if either of these dudes fights Izzy, it's nap time. Jeremy? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to go into a big breakdown because I just jumped on this last minute, mainly for the bro hug story. But I got <laughs> to go Glover, though. I just have to. Like, garage, garage weight Glover. I mean, I have to. I just can't not do it, no matter what I think. <laughs> even even this, this particular time, I'm definitely not as confident as I have been in my past uh, – Glover bets, but uh, I'm still gonna do it anyway. Got to ride, got to ride the streak. Andrew, okay, this is the only fight on the entire card where I feel like I have some idea of what the fuck is going on. So, but uh, I have to give a disclaimer first because the last time I made a large wager where I really pushed the chips in in MMA was on Ronda Rousey versus uh, versus uh, what's her face Amanda Nunes. So don't trust me ever when I tell you <laughs> anything about anything ever. So, but anyway, so. Um, I feel like Tiago Santos has to finish early or he's going to get worn down. That's how I feel about it. I feel like Glover has a lot of chances in this fight. And he's one of the more, I would say, probably underrated guys. He feels a lot to me kind of like a little, like not just a little, a less talented like Joseph Benavidez, where he's been like kind of like hanging out around title level for a really long time. And nobody really talks about him, but he's still very, very good for his division. And he usually is very solid. Like you can count on what kind of performance you're going to get from him. And I kind of like that. And, um, you know, I hope he wins. I think he has a, I think he has a good chance here. Uh, Tiago Santos, I think is probably more exciting and I'd probably like to see him win and get a bigger fight or get a title shot. But, um, you know, Glover, Glover, I think is, uh, I think that's where the money is in this one here. I think he's going to win. Brad? 
You know, wait, real quick, just, you know how some people like really hated COVID? Like they just couldn't even take it. Like the idea of being inside and not getting out just destroyed them. And then some people like thrived in it. Some people are like, like, this is my world here. Like, uh, th- th- that's Glover. Like just look at, just look at his record. He's like, I've been, I've been asking for COVID. Like this is, this is it. For me. Like that's Glover. Oh, yeah, he, he's been bringing everyone's training standards, or not he, but COVID has brought yeah. everyone's training standards down to Glover's training standards, uh, and, and they don't know how to cope. Um, this is, like you said, he's he's built for this. Yeah. Um, if there's any QAnon conspiracy about COVID, it should be that Glover caused it. That should be, <laughs> that should be it. But yeah, Andrew's right as well. Like he's been around title contention forever. Uh, he came into the UFC and people are like, yeah, this, this dude is already uh, a top fighter in the light heavyweight division. And that was back in what, like 2012 Yeah, uh, that he came into the UFC. And, you know, a couple months later he beats uh, Rampage and like, he, he's always been very, very close to, to title contention in this division. It just so happened that the the greatest fighter of all time was the champion in the division for the entire time that he's been in the UFC. Um, so, you know, that kind of makes it difficult to, to win the belt. But, you know, there, it seems like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, man, Thiago Santos is he's so much younger. He's so much more athletic. He's such a dangerous striker. He's just going to destroy Glover. We're talking about a 36-year-old who blew out he I think he blew out both, both of his, his knees. knees. Yeah. He blew out both of his knees in the Jones fight. One of them was completely blown out. Like ACL, MCL, PCL, menis everything you can tear in your knee is gone. This is his first fight back from that. That's not a great situation. In COVID. In no COVID. Training. Um <laughs> At where, where is he from? Uh, he trains at ATT, um, where nobody trains anymore because everybody's left because they all fucking hate each other. Because um, you've got like racists like Colby Covington training alongside non-racists like Woodley, and everybody fucking hates everybody. Uh, so nobody trains there anymore. So he's not training with anybody. Um, and this is a dude like people talk about on. Uh, you know, he's gone up to, to light heavyweight and he's a different fighter. Sure, he, he beat Jimmy Manoa. Um and you know, he beat the he beat the current champ. Good for him. He he beat Jan. Uh he also got taken down six times by Eric Anders. Mm. Six times. Talented that dude he, he, yeah, he can't <laughs> even, <laughs> Eric Anders doesn't even know how to wrestle. Like no. he literally tackled him six times in an MMA fight. Um, so there is a perfectly good chance that he is just going to come out and blow Glover's shit up early in the fight. Cause that happens in every Glover fight. He, he Ever. gets, tagged, yeah. he gets tagged with stuff early on. Uh, like before Ryan Bader knew how to throw a strike, he rocked Glover when they fought. <laughs> uh, so that is his head is a, like Homer Simpson. Like, <laughs> that is a perfectly reasonable possibility. But if he does not get him out of there in that first flurry, Glover is going to get him down. And you know what happens when guys get Tiago Santos down? He gets subbed by Eric Spicely. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, eek, that, that's not good. Uh, I'm sure that he's a little bit better on the ground now than he was back then. Uh, but even if it stays standing for a prolonged period of time, he got knocked out by Dave Branch. Like, in, a, in two minutes <laughs> in that fight. Like, people are acting like this is some durable guy that Glover is going up against. Uh, If things started going wrong for Santos in this fight, uh, it's not going to go well for him. Uh, If he gets to the ground, he's going to get ground and pounded. He's probably going to get submitted. Even if it stays on the feet late in this fight, Glover's still going to throw heat because that's all he knows how to do. Uh, And he could knock him out on the feet as well. So plus 200 on Glover against a 36-year-old with no knees who relies almost entirely on it, on his athleticism, sign me up all day. As you yeah. were talking, I and was refreshing myself on his resume, and man, it's fucking impressive. Like, it is. 20, like 20 fights, five losses, and his losses are like Jones, Rumble, Gustafsson. Yeah. Come on. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Glover's, Glover's had an incredible career, and you can almost look at it like like two careers, right? Like, we had the... You know, when he first is pre UFC, he gets to the UFC, he's wiping everybody out, winning fights, loses title shot, loses another fight. And then it was kind of, he works himself back up, got rumbled. Um, and then I think after that Corey Anderson fight, I think everyone kind of thought like, okay, you know, that's, that's probably it for Glover as a contender. He's 39 years old. He just gets completely outclassed by Corey Anderson. Like that's it. So what does Glover do? He goes on a four-fight win streak with three finishes against some really good guys, and it's how he did it in that fight. He did it the same in every fight, and we say this every Glover fight. He gets to the point where the announcer's screaming, ref's going to step in, ref's going to step in. Oh, he gets guard back, sweep, <laughs> and like <laughs> he finds a way where yep. he gets dropped. If, if, if you're going to bet on Glover and you haven't watched a lot of MA, you haven't bet on fights, he's going to get dropped in the first round. He's going to get badly, badly hurt in the first round. I don't even get worried anymore. You can be in full mount on Glover, have him pinned down, his arms broken behind his back, eating elbows, and I'm like, his arms are getting tired. His arms are getting tired. I can, like, literally, guys just crush, and I'm like, oh, my God, those muscles. Like, they're going to get tired. And then, like, something just snaps in this dude towards end of the first round, beginning of the second round. And he's done it a lot. He did it versus Anthony Smith. He he did it versus uh, Kudilaba. He did. That's the big reason, Wes. Um, he does it versus all these guys. Like something snaps on him. And the Glover of now is a lot different than the than the Glover of you know way back when, where he could just keep guys on the feet and stand up. His goal now, as soon as he loses that first round and forward, he wants to get the guys to the ground and he wants to just create havoc. And it's not just subs. He got his subs through these ground and pound. He got the subs through these big elbows and these punches, but. Glover's 41 years old. He can take a beating. He can keep coming. And it's crazy that, you know, we talk about these guys that are older and they're into their careers where their cardio gets bad, their chin gets bad. This motherfucker is going backwards. He has the best cardio of his life and his chin has never like recovered faster where the Anthony Smith fight, even the last fight, like he got dominated in that first round, but he just, the thing with Glover, he's very technical with this. These, these aren't accidents. He's not just a tough guy that's showing grit. Um, he's very technical. He finds a way to get on top and Glover's wrestling also is extremely underrated. He is a very good wrestler, a very, very good wrestler. Santos is not a good wrestler. I think he weathers the storm. I think he gets hit. I think he gets beat up a little bit. 
Um, and I think with this one, where Glover almost always almost gets finished finish is when a guy gets on top. I think Santos might just like drop him and then Glover kind of just like shake it off a little bit. Maybe he jumps in his guard. I don't know. Cause I don't think Santos is going to fall him to the ground. Um, and I think he just survives and he gets on top of that second round. And I see a third round stoppage in this one. I think Glover does what he does, takes over second round. Santos makes it to his corner kind of, uh, and then third round immediate takedown. Cause that's the thing that's, that's fun about betting Glover is. Once something works for him, he do, he just goes to it. You don't have to. You're not yelling at the screen when you bet on Glover to shoot a takedown. He knows. He's 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 shooting a takedown. I think it's probably uh, actually going to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just say that snowball starts rolling downhill a little bit, and it pick, yeah. just picks up steam when it's Glover. I think it's yep. going to look very similar to the Anthony Smith fight, just with better odds. Like it, it's, it's crazy yeah. that it's coming off of the Anthony Smith fight, yeah. where yeah, it's Anthony Smith, but Anthony Smith had just fought. Jones and then huh, where have we heard that before? The guy yeah. just fought Jones and yeah. looked better than everyone expected him to, yeah. and now he's fighting Glover. It, yeah. it, it's all it's Glover all just knocks his teeth out and is apologizing to him. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It, it's all it's all the fights. It, it's the Smith fight. Yeah, it's also the Kudalaba fight. Yeah, it's no, it's Ro- all of them. Do you remember the Roberson fight? Yeah, Glover. Dude. I believe he, his soul escaped his body and started floating out of the cage. <laughs> And he grabbed it, pulled it back in, and swept him, and then immediately knocked like knocked the crap out of him and got a sub. The guy just has this this second gear once he gets hurt, and we've seen it with a lot of guys, but I haven't seen it with anyone this late in career where he has this second gear after he gets hurt in the recovery. And what is he plus two hundred now? Yeah, I mean, plus two hundred. You can't. It's fucking ludicrous. Hard. And if you you know split it up, he's plus three fifty inside the distance. Yeah. If Glover wins, the, the really? run that Glover has been on is some like. Dan Kelly in his prime shit. He was <laughs> pick him against Carl Roberson, pick him against Kudalaba, pick him against Krylov, <laughs> plus one seventy five against Anthony Smith. Now, now he's plus, plus two hundred against Thiago Santos. Like, he's plus three fifty inside the distance. I think I'm I know. We'll take a little yeah. stab at that That's, too. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I think I can't see Glover winning a decision because. If, if Glover wins, it's going to be him on top beating the crap out of him. And Santos is just not going to eat that. He's not going to last. Santos' cardio is going to go away. He hasn't fought in a while. We don't know what his training's been like. He's coming off the injuries. This is about as must bet as you get in a situation. Whether you, you know, we, we fuck around with Glover and garage weight and, you know, his training camp versus children in the Danbury alleys. Um, you know, there's been a lot of funny stuff with Glover, but I, I don't know how you can look at this fight. And I'm sure the touts are going to be parlaying, uh, Santos all over this, but, I don't know how this is not – there's not many must plays in MMA, no matter what you think, what you do. Plus 200 on Glover versus a guy coming off two knee surgeries. I, I don't know how you don't play that. So that is yeah. – I almost forgot. Munich. And Munich moved to uh, 312 and 6 total record. 312 and 6 after last week's loss. What a run. What was a run. You, know, you know Skinny Cabs is going to be max betting uh... – Oh yeah, Santos here, I and you know, so. and you know, BFP is going to be pretending to bet him here. Um, <laughs> here's he, here's my well. pro- here's my projection for uh, sleeveless's uh, parlay five unit max play. It's going to be a parlay of Santos and that Chinese lady. Oh, <laughs> that that is going to be his bet. The Chinese lady at minus one fifty five parlayed with Santos because there's only one women's fight, right? And he always parlays the favorites of ladies' fights when they lose. Yeah. Um, so that, that's going to be his play. So if you're looking to uh, get your automatic refund 
bet of the week from <laughs> sleeveless. <laughs> this week it's going to be Santos and uh, Santos and Jan jo- Joan. And then I bet he uh, he probably bets Heinish, possibly. Heinish seems yeah. like something something he would bet. He'll throw Giga in a parlay. Yeah, maybe he'll parlay like Giga with Elkins. With Elkins, yeah, there you go. No, there, he he's not he in. He won't Elkins bet Elkins. Guy. Yeah, he'll bet. It'll be Griffin, Griffin and Giga. Okay, <laughs> Griffin and Giga. So yeah, if you want uh, sleeveless bets, we just gave it to you here live during the show. Um, fun night. Thank you guys. I know we literally gave you 30 seconds notice to jump on. Um, it was a weird week. We ended up not doing the show last night. There was contender series on. We were still watching the, uh, train wreck that is, uh, the United States election. Uh, so new, new Sean and the whole crew and, and I don't, baby dick, I think he died. I think he's back to death. Uh, yep. maybe I'll text him later. Um, uh, but everyone will be back next week, but seriously, Andrew, Jerry, Thank you guys for coming on. That was a blast. You guys are welcome, obviously, anytime. Uh, Andrew, we'll see you back when we have the next pay-per-view with, uh, yeah. with Jan. In and, December. And, yep, Jan and yep. Aljo. Um, so, if uh, yeah, any final words from you guys? This chick has to fight Claudia and then Aljo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're running out of contenders. Everyone wants to fight. Everyone wants to fight. And Jerry just hangs Jerry up. just left. He's just done. Just he like, hey, uh, I'll say I'll say I'll say one last thing. Thank you very much for having me on. And I do and I am actually going to prepare before this next uh time this next time I'm on and I'll have more to say. It was very impromptu tonight, so it we, was my, we appreciate you joining. It it was my fault. And if you guys didn't know, Andrew, you were on the show for what? Two two years? I want to say something like that. Something like yeah. that. It was a while ago. It's it's all in the past. It was pre. It was pre Ronda the Bird. I think. Yes. It yes. Was. It was right around there. Ronda the Bird is uh, seven years old this year. Yeah, that's so, what I told yeah. Brad. I said I thought it's been yeah. like seven years or so. So yeah, we've had we haven't had too too many hosts. We've I think we've had probably less than ten hosts in the history of uh, the podcast. And the podcast has to be coming up on what? It's got to be like a decade. Almost ten years at this point. Well, Nushan's a super nerd. Um, I'm sure he can uh, he can find out the exact date of when we had the first show. He's the same guy that's like, I like when you pull the starter out in the World Series who's pitching a gym because I typed it in my calculator and that's what it told me. <laughs> fucking, fucking loser. So what do you think the sleeveless free bet's going to be? I'm thinking uh, if Arlovsky wins by toehold, you get the free yeah. bet. No, it, no it, that, that's too real, man. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, always, it's always the main event. I, I'm going to say he's... What what is Santos by sub? Santos by sub, yeah, that that's what. Yeah, it is. plus two thousand. It's definitely Santos by sub. Santos by sub, yeah, yeah. Then you get yep. his bets for a year. If or it'll be, or it'll be a draw if it ends you, you, a draw. You win, better. you win <laughs> a lot of losing bets, pretty much. If yeah. Santos wins to, uh, you know, by submission, you can come to his house and and clean his counters for him. <laughs> Sleeveless has to be down like a hundred units this week. Every week, it's like, and I never, I never, I don't follow him or anything, but I always see it like retweeted and see you guys like comment on stuff. But every single week, it's like I know the like I know the event is complete when I see like, sorry guys, gonna be better next week for all you subscribers. This is a guaranteed package that we'll be back next week better than ever. Like, even he lose. And then the one time I see that he did it was like a couple weeks ago. He's like, winning night. Plus 0.24 units. 
<laughs> like yeah. I got a minus 700 straight just to make sure I got the profit. <laughs> you always know you're listening to like a scam artist uh, podcast if they break down every fight the exact same way where they say, like, let's say one person is a three minus 300. They'll be like, well, the guy who's minus 300 you know, he, we think he's going to win, but it's tricky. And then they say that that's basically the thing they say on every fight. You're like, these motherfuckers are trying to scam you. And they're trying to just say very obvious things, but they like, they like disguise them with these certain words. So it doesn't, it sounds like they're saying something, but they really aren't. And ours is like the opposite. Like I'll scream at new Sean and tell him how stupid he is for 10 minutes. And like (laughs) our break, even when we pick like the same guy, usually our breakdowns are like completely against each other and different things. But and like a betting show should be too. Like there's plenty of fights where you're just like, I don't care. Skip it. Yeah. I really don't care. Like that's, that's a betting show. We're not, we're not like a breakdown show where it's breaking down every single fight in the best possible way. If it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. There's, if there's no value there, then it's like, Oh, he's probably going to win, you know, because of this and let's move on. to this. Yeah. I think, I think that is the difference. Like, this is a gambling show, right? This is about what we're betting on. So I would know, say this is like a comedy show it is, where we yes. talk about gambling. Yes, that is, yeah. that is true. We don't, we don't take ourselves seriously. And like, I think it was uh, honky, I believe a couple weeks ago, I tweeted something like where people do serious breakdown shows, but they only look at Wikipedia and you can <sighs> tell, but they're trying to be super serious. Like this guy has a six and four record in the UFC and he has wins over blah, blah, blah. Like we don't, we don't be too serious. We watch a lot of MMA. We have fun with MMA. Um, MMA gambling is extremely easy. Uh, <laughs> like it's just, that's, that's what it is. So I appreciate all you guys listening. Thank you both for joining tonight. Uh, it was a blast and we will see you next week. <laughs>